Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey there, and welcome to Your Utah. I am Taylor Powers, here with Ethan Millard, bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. Today, we're going to be talking about two things. One is an event that's coming up this weekend. It is the uh, September 16th. It's a Saturday. And it's the Ninth and Ninth Festival. It's the twenty fifth annual Ninth and Ninth Festival. Uh, this is going to be a great time. I can't believe how well Ninth and Ninth has done in kind of shaping it a little image for itself. It's very cool. It has a very. I mean, you you say Ninth and Ninth, you know exactly what you're talking about. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. You know the location, and you also kind of know what you're talking about. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Before we get into that, though, I want to hear about your time taking the Joshua Tree Scenic Backway that yes. is in Utah. It is. People think California when they hear Joshua Tree, but this is in Utah. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I actually didn't really know that we had a lot of Joshua Trees in Utah. And Me actually, neither. I didn't and, know at all. Well, and we don't really have a lot of them. Yeah. It's, it is something that you see more of once you get down, especially on the other side of Nevada, once you get into California. Uh-huh. That's where, you know, Joshua Tree... Uh, is it in Joshua Tree National Park or is that a state park? Anyway, whatever. There's a pretty National. famous park there yeah. in uh, in California. But here in the state of Utah, we have what's called the Joshua Tree Scenic Backway. And it is really worth visiting. Now, you got to kind of plan this out. This is not a one-day trip because this road is – it is the furthest southwest that you can get in the state. Actually, from the southern edge of the road, you're basically looking into Arizona. That's pretty cool. And you can see the the western end of the uh, of the Virgin River Gorge, which starts up near St. George. Okay. And so it really is far out there. It really is remote. So, but it's it's not difficult to get to. You've got paved roads all the way out to the backway. Now, the scenic backway itself is a dirt road, Mm -hmm. but it is fairly well-maintained. When I was on it, it seemed okay. I've heard reports that following some recent wildfires through the area, it hasn't been kept up as well as it had been in the past. Mm -hmm. So you'll want to definitely either get like a good assessment of the road condition or just, you know, be prepared with a vehicle that can get a little four-wheel drive. Because there's a road. You're not going overland, uh, you know off-road, you're, you're on a graded road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, be careful. There are a few steep sections. So if it's rained recently, you might be into some mud, slippery conditions. But it basically winds you through this 
beautiful area of Joshua trees there on the desert floor as it slopes down towards Nevada and Arizona. It really is a cool thing. Wow. Uh, throughout the area, they've also got some signage. So you can kind of check out. They've got some signs up that tell you about uh, the area and then also about some of the rehabilitation efforts they've been undertaking to kind of get the area back up and running since mm-hmm. the wildfires. Wow. And so does the back way, if you take it all the way, where does it take you? Or does it intersect with some of the main, the main roads? It, it begins and ends at the same road, though, two different places. Okay. So you can either kind of loop around uh, from the south and then take it towards the north. You can come in from the north and take it towards the south. Either way, it lets you kind of do a pretty good loop. So it's a loop, and mm-hmm. it just goes straight back to no, back uh, into Utah? Uh, in order to go from St. George uh-huh. through and around, you make kind of a big loop. Okay, cool. Uh, but the way we did it was this way. We, we, <clears throat> we drove up through Ivan's, out onto the Paiute Reservation, then down towards Arizona, and that's where we picked it up. And then we continued south into Arizona mm-hmm. and got on I-15 and came back up I-15. So when we came across the border back into Utah and got to St. George, we were on I-15. Oh, okay. So we did kind of a loop that way. So we went out kind of northwest of St. George and looped mm-hmm. around, came back in through the south of St. George. Cool. Uh, so, and it lets you do that. You don't have to backtrack at all. It is it is a fairly straight shot on the scenic back way. Are there any other roads that it intersects with if you wanted to do a longer trip or maybe go f- deeper into the yeah. national park? There are a lot in the area. Okay. So there are a lot in the area. And it's definitely an area worth exploring. Again, it is crazy remote. Yeah. And so I know that Joshua Tree is known for incredible camping Climbing, biking. Did you see anything like that when you guys were there? Or uh, what was your kind of main thing? I mean, we saw some people who'd clearly kind of been out four wheeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did see a fair number of fire rings off to the side of the road. So it is a place where people go to camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do go and make a fire ring, dismantle it before yes, you leave. Yes, of course. Don't, don't leave it up If there. you're building your own or if there's <clears> even <throat> a natural one there, kick it away after you leave yeah, and even, make it look natural. Even if you're reusing someone else's old fire ring, yeah, get kick it, out it of apart there. And, and, and dismantle it. And uh, it's part of the no trace ethic. But mm-hmm. So it is something, it'd be a beautiful place for camping. You've got no shade. Of course. You're out there, you're out there in the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, maybe a cool... Uh, spring or fall trip out there camping but really yeah. it is i mean from this road the the valley kind of slopes down uh towards mesquite and it is really stunning views so joshua tree it is a national park which means that when you enter it there's usually one of those you know kiosks that you have to pay to get in or show your pass. Mm-hmm. So that, that doesn't exist through this section? No, no. Well, this sec- this isn't actually part of the Joshua Tree National Park. Okay. This is just a section of, it's a it's a, a landmark. Okay. And so it's a it's a national natural landmark. And Got it. it is, which is a new designation for me. I didn't know these even existed. Mm-hmm. And then this is, the road is the scenic back way. Okay, so it takes you to the park. If you kept going on it, you would eventually uh, get there? Me, uh, no, no. You'd have to kind of <laughs> keep going, you know, through because you, you'd be leaving the state at that point. Yeah. Uh, there are no guard stations. This is all kind of open public okay. area. It's just a naturally occurring kind of area of Joshua trees with this really cool back way through it. So it's not any more organized than that. 
All right. Well, except, I like it. It's except, free. Yeah, it's free. Yeah, except that someone came through and put up signs. <laughs> yeah. You know. But otherwise, yeah, get in there, enjoy it, use it. Just, you know, be careful of the roads because I've just heard that the roads aren't being as w- kept up as well yeah. as they had been. Yeah. Something else that I want to point out, we actually got really low on gas, ended up having to stop for gas on the reservation. Oh. And I can't remember exactly the price, but I remember being startled how cheap it was. Oh, all right. So I thought you were going to say expensive. No, I don't know if Indian reservations always have great gas prices. Maybe, I guess. But oh, these huh. guys did. And it surprised me because they were in the middle of nowhere. All right. So make sure to <laughs> time it out so you get gas in the Indian reservation. Yeah. Save definitely have money. plenty of gas because, I mean, <laughs> when I say this is remote, uh, look, here, let me show you. Okay. I'm going to show you. So you can, you can vouch. Okay. You can vouch for this. All right. Okay. Here is the southwest corner of the state. Okay. All right. There's You can see the boundary. Yep. Okay. I see it. And there is the... And there it is. And there's the little thing. I mean, it is just within a couple of miles of the border of Arizona. Wow. Just a yeah. little further It is. To it's right Nevada. there. I mean, it is... In fact, I think on a road, I don't think you can actually go any further southwest. No, it doesn't look like it. On a road. I think this is as far as you can get. Yeah, I'm not seeing mm-hmm. anything else on this map. So definitely, definitely check it out. The Joshua Tree National Natural Landmark. Will do. Sounds like a great fall trip. It would be a good fall trip. Mm -hmm. And you can check out St. George, too, and visit Snow Canyon, which is where we did the lava tubes. Snow Canyon is in this area over near St. George. When's our next long weekend? Yeah, right? (laughs) I know. Gosh. Gosh, you reach a point where you just, you you protect them. They're so valuable. (laughs) I know. All right. View some Joshua trees in Utah. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about the 9th and 9th Festival, a decidedly different sort of weekend activity. Taylor has all the details. Something else, if you decide to hit the Joshua Tree Scenic Byway, something else that you'll come across in that area, a lot of cool old cabins and things like that, some old mining stuff. Really, really neat. Yeah, it is. Uh, Doric little places that you can go explore and check out. Yeah, those those can really round out a, a trip mm-hmm. to see all that stuff out there. And just imagine what it was like to live in such a terrible place <laughs> yeah. and live in such a terrible house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's one thing to live in a log cabin like in Hawaii, yeah, right, where right. really you could. That'd be nice. You get away with that. Mm. But, you know, the, when you're in the hot, you know, the, the desert of Utah. Oh. How could you imagine? Uh, no, I couldn't. Anyway. Um, Let's okay. talk about a place where they do have air conditioning and running water. Toilets, <laughs> yeah. and Salt Lake City. <laughs> and that's 9th and 9th. So the 9th and 9th Festival, 25th Annual Street Festival. You know, when I moved to Salt Lake City two years ago and I was looking for what neighborhoods, asking around where I should live, I was so set on living in the 9th and 9th area. Really? I was so set. I was like, no, we have to live here. Yeah. Um, Turns out not too many places are available there. And if they are, they're a little out of my price range. Yeah, they can go quickly. Well, because it's it's still... There still aren't a lot of apartments and things like that. It's still mostly residences. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if you're wanting to rent something... 
It's a, it's a different kind of thing as compared to downtown. Right. Which yeah. Kind of has a few more options. Uh huh. So, so maybe maybe in a couple of years or something. Yeah, we'll see. you know, you could buy. <laughs> well, you know what the thing to do is in ninth and ninth is to buy one of those old houses that mm-hmm. just hasn't been updated. Yep. Renovate it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so if you're not familiar with the ninth and ninth area, and you're like, what are they talking about? It is. It's a whole little town, downtown area. It has restaurants and shopping and these cute historic houses. Um, and you just drive through it, and you just see people smiling, walking down the street with their dogs and coffee. You just feel like you're in a whole different area it, of the in valley. In other words, it's Shangri-La is what she's trying <laughs> to say. So can you tell this is where Taylor wanted to live? <laughs> yeah. And no one is ever sad. And, there's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's and the streets happy. are paved with gold. And, and great little restaurants and coffee shops and, and shopping. It is cool. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to – I don't – I'm kind of poking fun at you, but I don't. <laughs> your point is still right on, and that is it is an awesome spot. 900 South and and 900 East is roughly yeah. that main intersection, and then it kind of spreads out from there. Yeah, so. it's probably like a three block radius. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be this festival is on September 16th. It's this coming Saturday, and they call it a festival, an event put on by neighbors for neighbors. Cool. And so there's going to be an a, entire entertainment schedule of dance performances and musical performances, other types of shows, and then um, tons of food vendors, tons and tons and tons and food trucks. And, and in addition to that, a lot of local artists or stores that are going to be so- showcasing some of their work, uh, clothing. Um, but what also is really cool about it is that if you want to get on, in on this, if you know someone or if you yourself want to be a part of it and showcase whatever it is that you sell or do, you can go to their website and apply to be a vendor. Cool. And and they have a list of all the accepted vendors, and it goes on and on and on. Nice. It's going to be a really cool festival. That's awesome. It yeah. is. It's it's very beautiful. Tree lined. Uh, the Tower Theater is there. So maybe mm. if you're kind of wondering where this is, if you've ever been to a show at the Tower Theater, which has been up for, you know, eons. I think the pioneers <laughs> built the Tower Theater. <laughs> uh, the uh, That's where it is. So One thing to mention about it is not that I know of is there a lot of parking. You know, there's tons of street parking that yeah. lines it. So, you know, it's a residential area. So, um there's parking on the streets behind buildings, and there's, like, little small parking lots. There's a Smith's right there. You can maybe do their parking lot. Yeah. They will have a bike valet. So if you want to bike down there but you're worried about locking it up, there's going to be a bike valet. You can get reasonably close on tracks. If you take tracks up uh, up to Trolley Square maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then you can maybe pedal over. Uh, that's uh-huh. just a couple of blocks, so that might be a good option if you're going to bike, or even if you're going to walk, you can walk over from Trolley Square, or there is a track stop on Ninth East and Fourth South, and then mm-hmm. you just come down a couple of blocks. Yeah. So tracks can get you pretty close. Otherwise, yeah, I, I I'd like to think that Smiths would would allow be, parking. Yeah, yeah, a little generous because they've got some nice parking there. Mm-hmm, they do. But otherwise, yeah, that is. I mean, that's one of the things that. I think benefits the community is not having to deal with big 
empty yeah, parking Yeah, there's no lots. parking structures or parking lots. Uh, but, yeah, when you're trying to hold kind of a big event, mm-hmm. then if you want a lot of people to come, then you're going to be limited. So, yeah. But if you uh, do find parking in the neighborhood, be respectful, you know. Yeah, those are people's properties where they live it's don't, the weekend. Don't block mailboxes. Don't block driveways. Yeah. And uh, I know there, there are always horror stories of people <laughs> parking over crosswalks and parking in front of driveways. Right, and, yeah. You know, be try and try and minimize the impact on the on the locals. Well, you know, be yeah, a good definitely. neighbor while yeah. you're there. Yeah, but. it's a neighborhood event, so be a neighbor. Be neighborly. <laughs> there are a couple of churches in the neighborhood too, so I bet. Oh, yeah, there might be some parking there. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet that if if you drive to the festival, when you kind of start to get within range, I bet you'll start to see signs. Mm-hmm. Parking here, parking there, you know. <laughs> Maybe there's going to be a $5 park in my driveway. <laughs> oh, if they're smart, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they're smart, they will. Okay, um, all right. Well, so ninth and 9th, that's this, you said that this, this weekend. This weekend, yeah. So don't miss that. And then plan a nice little fall getaway to the Joshua Tree Scenic Backway, which is the Joshua Tree National Landmark of National. Something, something. (laughs) Don't be confused with Joshua Tree National Park. Look, if you just pull up a map and look at the very far southwest corner of Utah, that's it. That's That's it. That's what you're looking at. Okay. Well, thanks, Ethan, for sharing yours, and uh, we hope that you take advantage of these and get out there and enjoy your Utah.